Hello and welcome to the latest quarterly podcast from the Water, Peace and Security Partnership, a brief look at the areas of the world most at risk from water-related stress and conflict. In this episode, carried on WRI's Big Ideas Into Action podcast stream, the focus is on Iraq. When it comes to water availability, water quality, it's a country that is increasingly losing grip on its resources. Hello, I'm Nicholas Walton, and this is the third short quarterly update podcast from the Water, Peace and Security Partnership. Every three months, the partnership brings out an assessment of which parts of the world are most at risk from conflict using its machine learning early warning tool in the process, identifying areas where those risks can be reduced. In this podcast, we're looking at one of the issues that the new update in August 2022 is raising, and that's Iraq. Here's Laura Berkman, head of the Climate and Security Program at the Hague Center for Strategic Studies and a partner in water, peace and security. Iraq is a country that is dubbed extremely climate vulnerable with a lot of water challenges. Uh, The UNEP has named it one of the top five most climate vulnerable countries in the world. And specifically when it comes to water availability, water quality. It's a country that is increasingly losing grip on on its resources. And the south of the country in particular has got a very distinctive uh, kind of environment connected to water. Can Can you tell us a little bit about that, please? So Iraq, as many people may know, is marked by a, a large water basin um, with two rivers sort of uh, distinguishing uh, the region. It's lying um, amongst the Euphrates and the Tigris rivers. Both rivers have historically a, a huge role. It's considered one of the most fertile regions in the world. However, the availability of water has been uh, deteriorating rapidly Uh, in the last 30 years. Uh, And this is a result of both climate-related but also man-made issues. And in the south of the country, there are uh, a number of waterways uh, that then lead into the the Gulf. Yes, Iraq is downstream in the Tigris and Euphrates basin from three other countries. We're talking about Turkey, Iran and Syria. And the south of Iraq is at the very bottom end of that dynamic. So it's really the last bit or the last end where these waterways are coming together before they uh, reach the Gulf. And this makes it extremely vulnerable because uh, everything basically upstream from the south of Iraq determines the amount of water that comes in, but also the quality of water that runs through it. And uh, what a piece of security analysis of the area of, uh, of southern Iraq. One of the big problems uh, is water quality and its impact upon populations there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, maybe a good example there uh, to, to cite is that in 2019, um, more than 120,000 people were actually hospitalized as a result of drinking very poor quality water. Um, and this brought significant outcries from, from the population who, who felt that the government at federal, but also at provincial level, were, were not doing enough to secure uh, good quality uh, water. And what's the interplay between an issue such as that and its impact upon the population and conflict? Yeah, so the the relationship between water and conflict um, uh, is complex. So we have in water, peace and security researched that relationship in in detail and specifically, uh, as you mentioned, in the south of Iraq. So we looked at Basra, we looked at the Kar, Misan and Basit. These are the the four 
most southern and central provinces that Iraq has. And um, we tried and identify what these dynamics between water uh, availability, um, water quality, but also conflict is. And we found uh, in our research that there are um, yeah, some, some significant patterns that you can see when it comes to this dynamic. And this basically involves highlighting three types of conflict, or I would say issues that lead to instability. Firstly, conflicts between provincial authorities. So those provinces I just mentioned about water shares or illegal encroachment of water flows, but also conflicts between citizens and provincial authorities um, with the central government about allocation um, of of water, but also how uh, the water quality, for example, as I just mentioned, is managed. And thirdly, um, we identified that there's a lot of, um, well, instability developing and even violent conflict uh, as a result of dynamics between local inhabitants over scarce water resources. And, uh, and this particular sort of dynamic involves farmers, herders, uh, and fishermen in particular. And that dynamic is, is really um, getting more volatile, uh, we see, because of uh, the informal nature of, um, of, of some of the well, local governance of, of water. Um, and this is a, a problem that we see only increasing as the water situation in Iraq is, is um, worsening over time. And, and where do you fear that this uh, volatility and the worsening situation might lead? What, what are the dangers uh, in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years for this area of Iraq? Well, when you look at um, the current developments, more broadly speaking, in Iraq, you see there is a, a sense that the social and economic and political situation is potentially exacerbating some of these already volatile situations. So I would argue that as long as trust and also current governance mechanisms between provincial and and, and federal authorities do not improve, then you see uh, more and more uh, local dynamics taking control over issues like water. So uh, in other words, we see that we're moving in Iraq from a situation where people or citizens uh, look towards their authorities to um, develop predictable or reliable water allocation schemes and quality water allocation to more of a informal network via tribal schemes or via uh, sheikhs that can provide some assurances that the government cannot. And what about the transboundary situation for for this particular part of Iraq? Obviously, it's it's kind of it's a very very uh, it, it tapers in towards the Gulf, and especially towards the east, you have Iran, which has long played a, a fairly influential role in this region. Yes, the transboundary dimension remains um, a key factor that you know weakens the the water situation in Iraq. So um, there is absolutely a, a need for. Uh, the Iraqi government, but also for provincial authorities to work closely together to ensure that 
collaboration when it comes to uh, developing water sharing agreements or bilateral schemes that also touch cross-border dynamics that they continue. However, in order for Iraq to develop better long-term resistance and resilience for what will likely continue to be a deterioration of water quantity and water quality, there needs to be a better focus on national and provincial level dynamics. And this is why in Water, Peace and Security, we are looking at really strengthening the relationship at the local and also provincial level to ensure that collaboration there improves so that when it comes to developing more resilient measures, also at the cross-border level, there's a unified front that Iraq can have against these broader, more complex regional dynamics. That was Laura Berkman of the Hague Centre for Strategic Studies. To find the full Water, Peace and Security quarterly update and more on the WPS Early Warning Machine Learning Tool, go to waterpeacesecurity.org or on Twitter at waterpeacesec. That's all for now from me, Nicholas Walton. Goodbye. Goodbye.